school? What school? Yeah. I work at John Muir Elementary School. You're at John Muir Elementary. Yeah. I'm gonna be leaving. Where are you at? Is Weechel still there? I'm at Lincoln. Yeah. You're at Lincoln Middle School, and my daughter's at. Uh, what's the one up on Montana? Franklin. Franklin. She's okay. a fourth grader, Franklin. You have another kid? Did you? You had another no. kid? No. My daughter and my son. Sophia? Yeah. Just oh, Sophia. Right? Sophia's a teacher at... She's a teacher? At, oh, at, I thought you meant... She's a fourth grade teacher <laughs> at... Uh, I'm like, what the heck? Why is the school keeper forgetting the name of the school? Franklin. Franklin. She's, mm. she's a fourth she's a grade. Yeah, she went and got her degree. Oh, that's I'm a Yeah. Hey, that's, that's great. We got two. Yeah, we got educators yeah, here. I, my last day was at Will Rogers yesterday. I've been there. This would have been my tenth year. Oh, oh wow! Dude, wow, what? Baby. Hey, this is great, right? Educate. Where and where are you at? Working I'm, for Ferrari. Right? No, I'm working from home. I'm working mm -hmm. for Providence uh, Healthcare. Okay. For the hospital, so I do research. Fighting. Oh, he wants us to stop right now. Yeah, this is all, this this is all stuff we're already going to get on. I'm okay. sorry. The first thing that I would like to ask is what song, when we introduce all of you. You got intro song. What's, What's the intro song for, for this? For all of you. 50 Cent, Get Richard's <laughs> I Tried. Yeah, damn. Because we went to go see the movie, right? right? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Damn. Hey. It sounds like anymore. We can change right. it, but it's just. No, no, no. Because we went to the movies. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hold on, hold on. Remember, when, did we go, went to the recording studio? Did we, we go did. see Travis? Where did we see Travis? Did the studio? Travis. When I really? was picking up for this picture I sent you. Yeah, I should have. You really? Five minutes late. Yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, they all went in there. That was back. You remember when that was going down, Jumon. I think it's getting out of work from the Dang, bank. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. I just remember camping. Yeah. Oh, I remember Cammy. I had Julie with Specific me. Specific song? Yes. <laughs> That's the movie. Huh? Boy. <laughs> I didn't even remember any of those. I remember Julie. Yeah, I remember so, Julie yeah. too. Yeah. I remember we all remember yeah. Julie. Oh, Julie. So <laughs> but that's just that's just the name of the album, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Um there's a few songs oh. in there. Let's okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want uh in the club, man? No. Men, high all the time? <laughs> no. no. He, I mean, you're not going to be able to hear without the earphones, oh, the headphones. Nah. And we don't have enough. What? What's the one with the girl? Oh, let me oh, wait. Best friend. The best friend one. Girl. Best friend. Yeah. That one? Would you love me now? Yeah, I like that. 21 yeah. questions. All right, that's the one. That makes sense. That was in that album? Yeah, girl. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Money. Money. All right, hold All right. on. Um, so now, listen, we got an issue here for Get a second. Get the air going. Yeah. We got an issue here. Oh, uh, man. Is there air really? For Schwartz, it really is? So. I'm just like saying it. I'll turn it on. I, I think I know where it's at. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and I can hear what's going on as the recording. You guys are only going to be hearing what's in the room. Okay. Right. Because... Uh, Everything's on headphones. Now, there might be a pair of headphones on There's there. two pairs of somebody headphones over there. Somebody might be sitting on them. And if you guys want, if somebody wants to, you'll, you'll, hear, you'll have a little bit different of an experience. So, yeah. when we're talking to you, you'll hear us here. But if you want to put the headphones on, you can. If you want to share them to somebody else to give them a chance to hear what it is, you can. And then also be careful moving the mic around because okay. we picked that sound up. Sound like it. All right. Here. All right. So then, uh, and then we're going to do the intro right now. If everybody could kind of keep their phone, turn them to silent. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh. My name? Let me tell you my name. I'm going to tell Daniel we're doing My ringer doesn't even work. 
It's always on silent. <laughs> All right, you let me know. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, boy, is my partner and co-host, Mahambo, an American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, and my mind is playing tricks on me once again. What's up? Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's 5 a.m. and it's time to get your motherfucking day started. On sound, old Blue Eyes himself, Sean Lewis. Yeah, certified school. audio professional yeah. engineer for the Hard Luck Show. Professional Is that what you feel like today? Is that what you feel like today? I feel like that, yeah. Every day. Run DMC. And uh, we have our showrunner who kind of stepped out. Where's showrunner? Schwartz. Schwartz is in the house. Schwartz is on the sidelines right now, but he's here. And then on visuals... It's our man Ali. It's our man Ali on visuals. Ali, Ali, Ali say what's up. Forty thieves. Yo, yo. Ali's on the visuals. You already know. Yeah, you already know. You already know. You already know. All right. And listen, folks, this is a reunion show at the Pico Youth Family Center. I have on. What used to be about 17 years ago, a caseload of young ladies at the Pico Youth and Family Center. And I helped facilitate a mentorship program uh, with a woman named Yolanda at work there. And, and I came there to try and help out some youth and maybe at-risk youth, youth. And, and I ended up with these fantastic girls. You know, at the time, as a caseload, that I came and regularly, once a week, we would meet up and go to field trips or go to the park or just sit around and talk out different things and events and, you know, community stuff. And, and it went on for, um, I want to say it went on for like like a year and a half or so, when, you know, and it was an amazing, amazing experience, something I'm very proud of being involved in. And me and Yolanda are kind of in the same. We still talk and run into each other every now and then. And we talked and my partner had heard the story about this and was like, you need to get a hold of that. You need to set that up. We need to have them in. I was like, we absolutely do. So I reached out to Yolanda. Say hi, Yolanda on the mic. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that pretty voice? That's Yolanda. De Cordova. Yes, the beautiful Yolanda, who was a facilitator and coordinator here at Pico Youth Family Center, along with Oscar De La Torre. Oh, and man of the people, of the- Santa Monica uh, leadership yeah. extraordinaire. Yeah, what do you call that, somebody? Political figure? He's a political figure, this guy. Right? I would say he's less of a political figure uh-huh. and actually 
a democratically elected voice of the people. Yes. Clear, clear definition. Exactly. So, so again, me and Yolanda get to talking, and she's like, sure, we're going to make this happen. We're going to get all the ladies in together. And today, I have the uh, extreme uh, privilege. Uh, privilege of having these beautiful, now, ladies, women, beautiful women in my presence that were once girls, teenagers, and now they're ladies, man, with kids, like, professions and doing all this, and and it's I don't know I don't know I don't I, I'm overwhelmed right hey, now Mr. maybe you can help me out and Mr. take the and wheel Mr. for a minute yeah Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds if you could see the smiles of recognition and happiness as they're yes. watching Big Steve Big Luck say all this they remember. Remember. How close they were on the edge and how their stories and leadership along with Big Lux helped steer them in the right direction, make some healthy choices, empowered them. Uh. They're laughing, they're drinking Starbucks. It could have all been so different. <laughs> so Yolanda, um, before we get introduced, we have Yolanda, we have four ladies with Yolanda, and we're going to go down the row. Um, maybe what we should do first. That's why he's my partner. He's good at this, you guys. <laughs> Yolanda, um, can you kind of just give us an idea of what the original thought was of this program? Oh, yeah, sure. So, gosh, that was... Approximately, yeah, yeah 17 like years ago. Yeah. yeah, I think, gosh. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. So, <laughs> so the program, the PICO Youth and Family Center, the program was geared for uh, pretty much advocating for kids who didn't have a voice or their parents didn't have a voice. So we kind of uh, developed this after-school program for that. And um, I just noticed that it was there was a lot of young men, and there was obvious there was girls too. But um, the programs weren't focused uh, to the females, so it just we just kind of meshed this group of young ladies, and I just started inviting them into my office, and we just started chatting and. It just became, we became family and we became close where we did things outside of the youth center and we just stayed in each other's lives. So um, you, you had an office, Yolanda, here at the Pico Youth? Yes, I was the office manager. So I was not uh, technically a counselor or a therapist or anything like that. My job was to manage uh, the the actual program, the actual youth center. Right. Um working with the city of Santa Monica. Um, and then it just kind of, um, kind of geared, uh, the pathway went a different route. So even though I was still in that role as the office manager, I was also, uh, being a mentor, um, to these young women. How did you become a mentor to these young women or how were they selected to, to be here? Were they going to Santa Monica High School, which was real close, which is a couple a block down the street here? Right yes, here? they just they would come to the youth center after school just to mm -hmm. hang out for them to be together. They would be they would after school instead of going home, they would come to the youth center and okay. uh, hang out. So, so Yolanda, you're sitting there and you go, you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of testosterone up in this Pico Youth Center, but there's also a lot of ladies that are the future of this, uh, the West Side, and we need to figure out something uh, that supports them and what they need. And so you thought, you know, 
what would be one of the perfect individuals that would be able to help mold a young lady? And you said, you know what? Big luck, Steve Lucky Luciano. How did that selection happen? How did you fix on that? She's squinting. She's not sure. More like an Oscar. Oscar kind of initiated some of that. Yeah. Well, when we first met Lucky, we were just kind of like in awe. Okay. Wait. Awe because why? Come on. He was a very handsome man and very success. Or he well still is. Tattoos us for I think for us people the the ones who were running the program saw him as a success. Right. He had a a history yeah and we knew that he would be perfect for the kids would relate they would be able to relate more to him right uh, than they would to us did you find it difficult to find the words to even say hello big lux uh, were uh, you yeah. that much in awe i'm still uh <laughs> i see it yeah. like, look at him trying to be humble he's like oh come on so my partner gassing me up oh my partner gassing me up this is embarrassing hey indian <laughs> slow it down uh, that's my girl that's right why there. it's hot in here yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. my god yeah. listen Steve. so big lux Okay, before we introduce to the ladies. So, uh, now, is this the the Dodge Silver pickup truck, Big Lux? Yeah, Yeah, I think I do. All the girls are like, yeah. And so, um, do do you recall Yolanda saying to you, you know, maybe you can share some insight with some of the people I'm working with? No, I I remember that it was, uh, I think I came in originally with Arturo. RC mm-hmm. and Oscar had us come and and there was obviously uh, these ladies there and and some a few more and there was a lot of guys and we were like all right how are we gonna do this and I don't know it wasn't like said who it wasn't said oh you guys are going with him and you guys are going with him it was kind of like the room kind of just started to naturally kind of sort itself out after Oscar kind of was like hey and we're gonna uh, it was casual and like. The kind of group, and somehow I ended up in the center of all the of these girls. Boy, I, I don't went, think that's a coincidence. No, but I went in there under a whole different idea. I guess right. a, my idea, my little ideas, was, oh yeah, I'm going to work with some young men in my community. Yeah, now, you know, not try and do anything, but show them some other things and let them, you know, not push anything to anybody. So just share with them. Right. That's what I thought. And it ended up being that me, I, it just really, uh, from the gate, these women resonated with me. I write kind of really early on. It was yeah. like, uh, there's a connection. Like, I'm, I, I'm interested in hearing what they have to say. And, and it seems to be back and forth. And what I'm doing might be something interesting in their world. And so, and it ended up kind of working. I think it's interesting. I'll tell you what's yeah. just saying this and yeah. laying this out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I'm be do it. A little bit honest right now. Just a little bit. I think it's interesting that I would be in that situation because on a personal, very personal level in my life, I've had so many um, difficulties maybe we might well, say. Let, 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 let me, let I've me. had a lot of difficulties in relationships with women. But like, let me also... It's not been something easy for me. Let but me, yet... Let me add a, huh. a thing here, um, which is to say, yes... Every, and also it's interesting because some of it comes from, I guess, being obligated to give emotional support, right, into certain individuals that kind of put you in a frame of mind like, 
you know, I don't want to be obligated. And then, all, but at the same time, the universe or however it worked out mm-hmm. set you up perfectly to give some support and good influence to young ladies that are coming up. I think, this process. I did. think that's fascinating, actually. I, I do, too. So it's it like was... kind of like me having a daughter. And I say all that to say I think a piece of me was like in this thing to maybe get a better understanding um, of, you know, a woman's a woman's point of view being able unguarded and not have to be all that and listen i think there were things parallel paralleling with my daughter yeah. you know i right. wanted to like experiment i had spent some time in prison and, right and i wanted to kind of get like some other information so i think there were some selfish maybe reasons in it maybe i don't know if that's not selfish. selfish but you know human it's just human man but uh and i grew up in a but i did grow up in a household with women i grew up primarily with my mom and my sister you know, so I I kind of have that dynamic isn't yeah. a, an unfamiliar dynamic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's, I think, it's easy. It's not difficult for me to. I, the problem with me with women is the intimacy stuff, right? But yeah. the, the, the the social level and engaging with women, yeah, right? That's a comfortable place for right me. from like a mentorship standpoint. Anything that's not intimate, right? <laughs> kind of like right. All right. So now I'm watching uh, Yolanda well, take mm-hmm. this in with real curious. We got to do some introductions <laughs> soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. We'll move on. That's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. I got the hint. That's how my bonnet. That's why he's the joke. All right. Here we go. So all right. So you'll. Uh, so so Yolanda, you've got one, two, three, four ladies that are to your left, and we're gonna need to pass the mic, I think, to have them introduce. But okay. before we do that, can yeah. I just tell a quick story? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I won't yes. say That's what anything. this is about. Please. Do. I won't say. It. But it's it's kind of how we all came together. So um, these girls, one day after school, there was like a big old fight <laughs> with the girls, a bunch of girls, and they all came in like. You know, I'm like, come outside, come outside. Like, all this stuff was happening. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what's going on? So, anyway, I had to intervene and put these very uncomfortable because these girls who hated each other, yeah. I had to put them, sit them down in, this, in a room together right. and hash things out. Uh, and I think that was probably one of the pivoting moments where I knew one, that's how we became together or we came together but two is when i thought okay we need to do something more for these young women aside from just coming to hang out so so without saying anything are the two ladies that were ready to throw down in this room right now wow let me check Hey! Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Schwartz, Schwartz, get the gloves. Get the gloves, Schwartz. Different group of women, but Mm. it was these girls against another group of girls. Oh, all right. So you guys are all on the same squad. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. okay. Somebody was going to get... Well, there was... Yeah, yeah, that was almost going to get... Okay, oh, hold on. Okay. We're the so, only ones here. So, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Lady one, lady one, lady one, the fighter. Schwartz, can you please move, Schwartz? This is a showrunner stuff. You're fine, partner. You're fine. Sorry to hear you. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Please introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Yvonne. Yvonne. Yvonne, yes. And you're one of the ones that would have actually thrown down a No, fight? it actually wasn't me. No. I don't okay. remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, part. All right. And she's yes. not going to incriminate herself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know who the other person is. All right. And then uh, <laughs> lady number two, who uh, claims that she doesn't remember. <laughs> 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 wow. 
Can you please introduce yourself? Um, Viviana or Bibi. <laughs> And Bibi, Bibi, Yvonne's, Bibi. Sister. Yeah. Yvonne's yeah. older sister. That's why I said yep. we're the only ones that actually fight. But I was, it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> kind of. And then lady number three, you can go on that mic. That's right there in front of you. Um, I'm Maria, but everyone calls me Mary. Since Mary. I was like, I don't know, born. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> Mary. You know what they call that? They call that your name. <laughs> All right. And then lady number four with the glamorous sunglasses. Uh, please introduce yourself. I'm Angela, but go by Angie. Okay, so, all right, we got Yvonne, Bibi. This, uh, this room, yes. Mary and Angie. Do I got that right? Yep. yep. This okay. room is just full of good energy right now. Right. Yes. Yeah. I okay. feel it too. Oh, do you? <laughs> yes. Now, let me, now, okay, I'm going to say, and I'm going to add one more. I'm going to add one more piece to this. Go ahead. This also, there were a few things. This also kind of came on the heels of some sh stuff had gone down at Santa Monica High School. There had been some. Racial tensions, mm. right? And so I guess there was a couple different fights that had broken off into like racial, yeah. racial driven fights. So yeah. Oscar calls me, and Oscar was like, his intention was, "Hey man, maybe we could come down and we could go into Santa Monica and go over to the campus because a lot of the kids respect you and uh, cartoon at mm. the time and." Maybe you guys could roll down and talk to some of these kids and let them know, man. You know, it's that it's not that's that's not how it's going to work in the real world. Right. That these guys can't have um, that that that's that's something else. That, that type of raise, this it's not going to work in the real world. Now we get along with everybody because we want to work in the real like that whole thing, right? Yeah. Kind of share that with them. So we're like, yeah, okay, cool. So me and Tunes go down and we meet Oscar. And I remember that day, and we walked on the campus with Oscar, and we engage a group of kids, and we're talking with them. We move it over towards the quad, and right then, from the principal to the, they call the police officers, and now the whole thing, they position this thing as like, we were there as shot callers for the Chicano guys to back them up or get them think about how that sounds right think about the director one of the school board members and the director of the pico youth and family center is going to bring some gang members to the santa monica high school shot callers is what they were trying to label it, and go incite a riot pump up students to further escalate this race riot. But in intention. reality, you guys were there to try to help diffuse them understand. And slow down and, and yeah, all of it. Right. So we were escorted quickly off of, um, or they tried to escort us quickly and out one way. And me and Oscar, Oscar was like, nope, we're going up that way. <laughs> Arrest us. And they were like, no, you're going out. He's like, no, we're not. And then we walked on and they were yelling at us the whole time. We walked. And uh, we, got, we were escorted off of the fucking property until we can come back in and all sorts of stuff. So that was one of the reasons that I was starting to engage more. And a lot of the, the a lot of the, the, you know, there was black and brown young males that were discontent with how things were left and what was going on there. And some of it was being voiced here. So I think it was another reason uh, me and my buddy Arturo we're, we're kind of starting to engage uh, some of the students. And then that turned into so much more. Right. Um, yeah. So, so Yvonne, can you please walk us through first uh, seeing or meeting Big Lux and sort of 
what you were going through at that time. I think I remember exactly. Can how you get on the mic, please? Yeah, how, mm-hmm. exactly how Lucky said. I remember them telling us all to go into like what was like the main room of the PYFC, and um, it was around like the time that the riots were going on, and um, just talking to Lucky. I'm not sure who the other. Arturo. Arturo. Yeah, yeah, Steve has that kind of, um, that's just one of the qualities. You remember talking to him and you don't really remember well, anyone I know else. Him. <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> so, so, but wait a second. So, how do you recall like what the meeting was like, what your impressions of Big Lux were at that time? Um, yeah, I respected him immediately, I think, because like he just presents himself that way. So, yeah. And, and what were you going through personally at that time? Anything that you felt like were some challenges that you were going to have to overcome or face? Yeah, school was a challenge. <laughs> school <laughs> and the race riots and all that going on. It was like, it was a lot. What made school a challenge for you? Um, just conflict with people. I think um, we were kind of labeled not by students and teachers and admin as like troublemakers. Yeah. And what would make them label you that? What do, what were they assuming I, about you based on what? Um, maybe the people we hung out with. Yeah. And who did you hang out with? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get yeah. down to it, Yvonne. Well, I think because we would come to the PYFC, we were around a lot of I, people would say at-risk youth. You know? Right, right. And people from the Pico neighborhood, underprivileged, and we all know what that could look like well you you say that but i know a lot of people that know that love santa monica and visit the beach and Mm -hmm. they've been down to the pier and they don't think that there's any underserved or uh, underprivileged (laughs) people here on the west side or any kind of they come straight down pico and then go to the beach (laughs) and then go back home (laughs) right so what's the reality of santa monica then what's the real from your experience just from your experience well my experience is mostly in the pico neighborhood and it was completely different from what some of the st- other some of my peers were going through in school different in what way specifically <laughs> um i think we weren't as privileged we didn't have as much money as some of the kids um there was like a language barrier with mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. um your parents spoke spanish yeah were they first generation or no? Were they were they were immigrants. Yeah. From where? Mexico. ¿Y hablas español? Sí, claro. <laughs> sí, yo también, pero estoy aprendiendo okay. español. Sí, soy un gabacho. So we're talking about we're talking about the dynamic of growing up in Santa Monica with a lot of privileged yeah. kids and yeah, feeling kind of put off to the side. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so now Bibi. Okay, yes. please move the microphone over to your sister, Yvonne, yeah. if you would so oh, kindly do the... F- I think this no. one's good. Is that good? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. lean into that one. Yes. And please describe when your impression when you first saw and met with Big Lux. I don't remember the first time I, like, I don't know, I don't remember this meeting we're talking about, but mm-hmm. I just remember, like, looking up to Lucky, like, he was so confident, he seemed so successful. I know he had, you know, gone through some stuff in his life. And he was just like a big role model to us. Like, what kind of things that Big Lux do that 
were things that you admired or you like, I'm going to live up to that? Well, back then he was working for Famous and uh-huh. we wore that brand before we met Lucky and we're like, oh my God, this guy <laughs> like knows celebrities. He works with this big clothing brand. <laughs> And I don't know, he was just, you know, hanging out with Mr. Cartoon and all these other cool guys. And I was like, oh, my God, Lucky's so cool. And then I remember when we were in this group, like, I don't I don't remember exactly how we were chosen to be in this mentorship group with you. But I remember after, like, everyone wanted to join. And <laughs> they were like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But 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 the gates were closed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 The guy can't help everybody. Yeah. He's just one man. Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And so do you recall anything um, that you learned from Big Lux that stuck with you? I just, you know, learned that you can change. Like, you know, he gone through some stuff. I don't remember you telling us specifically what had happened. I, I think you did right. mention, you know, mm-hmm. you were incarcerated or something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like that doesn't have to be like what you're known for like you could come out of that you could be successful and so um you were nodding when your sister was talking about sort of the dynamic of the pico neighborhood and then santa monica high school yeah um is there anything that you feel like should be said or it's important to note uh for mr and mrs earbuds that don't have any experience with this is there anything you'd like to put out there to say this is what it was really like this is the struggle. Well, for me, it was just feeling out of place. Like, I always remember um, in school, like, after, like, spring break, summer break, like, oh, where did you go? Like, where did you guys go? And I was like, I didn't, like, it made me feel so small. I went to Ensenada. Yeah, no, I didn't even go to Ensenada. I didn't go anywhere. I was home. My parents had to work. They couldn't take a vacation. They didn't have money to take us anywhere. Like, if it wasn't, for us coming here to the Pico, the family center, like we wouldn't have gone like to Big Bear, we wouldn't have gone out like to museums, like different places. Like that was not a part of my. And it makes me want to cry. Like yeah, I'm, please I'm do. A it's good. It's good person. for that downloads. Is, please cry. Please cry. Summed up right there. That's yeah. like exactly yeah. summed up. Exactly what a place like this yeah. should be for, and it was. And, and that's, the, that was one of the main purposes of uh, getting together whether it was weekly yeah. uh daily was because we knew there were um the girls had never been to uh big bear or how often do they get to go to the movies with each other yeah. um and those were the little things for us they were little things but for them mm-hmm. it was huge yeah. what was it like for you to go to big bear oh my god it was so much fun yeah. what did you do we, we like we rented out a yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> we we even had a big cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went Hiking, to the lake, we went hiking, hiking, lake swimming. We, we, we did. Yes, we watched barbecuing, movies together. Like, we, fire. And, like, as a traditional, like I don't even know how my parents let us. But you know, you're not allowed to go over to your friend's house and no. sleep over. So it was like an opportunity for all of us you know, to get together and sleep over and watch movies. And I think, you know, our parents kind of trusted these leaders that worked right. here. So they were like, okay, they're mm-hmm. going to take care of them. They're going to make yeah. sure everything's okay. Everything's going to be paid for. Like, we didn't have to pay for a thing. Like, no, no. Um, and they had to sign releases, though. They had to, we did. Yeah, we had to sign releases. Don't forget yeah. the legal. <laughs> so, let me ask you. And you have to convince your parents to sign yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. We were like, you had to get that sign. And, like, somebody yeah, didn't have, one of you didn't have their sign. And we were like, you better have a sign by. Yeah, you can't yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> your parents were strict. Very yeah. strict. Very traditional. And what what jobs did they do? 
What was uh, that? My work? mom was like a babysitter. She cleaned houses. And my dad, I think he he worked for like a company where they repair like glass fiber tubs. Didn't they, he do some kind of clothing? I would, you that guys was my yeah, uncle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys would bring me some really nice clothes. Yeah, that was my <laughs> uncle. So I just, I want to note that because I think for a lot of parents who really have to work, both parents mm -hmm. are working. Right, and they have kids, and they're trying to instill good values in their yeah. kids. So they're they're saying, "No, you can't go spend the night yeah. at so and so and, all, and whatever." And then for them to recognize, like actually getting out of the city, mm -hmm. going up to the mountains yeah. where there's a lake, mm -hmm. right? right? So my daughters Tree. can toast some marshmallows, <laughs> right? Tell right. a couple of scary stories, yeah. jump in the hot tub. Yes. It's just as important. It's really important, yeah, right, absolutely. for the American dream. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so sitting next to you, lady number three is Mary. Mary. Yes. Maria? Yes. Okay. Si. Ah, si. Yeah. Y recuerdas cuando cuando es usted encontré Big Lux? O cuando conocí a yes. Big Lux? Sí. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sí. Just um, Go ahead and flex. I need to learn. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I, same thing like Viviana. I don't really remember the exact moment, but I remember I was always with my friends and I loved being with them. Mm -hmm. So whatever group they were going to be in, I was going to be a part of it too. Right. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, right. And I think a, a lot of... One of the biggest reasons why I was always at the Pico Youth and Family Center was because I didn't like to be at home. Mm. I had my own issues in the house. Right. And my mom just was just like, yeah, go with your friends. <laughs> go do whatever you want. And yeah, that's why I ended up there so much myself. Right. And so what was it that you saw in Big Lux that you thought was admirable or showed you another perspective? The way he carried himself, definitely. Like the way he would just like walk into the room, the way he would just greet people, the way he just made you feel special. And I think also his size too. You know, we're like 17, we're like, yeah, we're like small, <laughs> tiny, and we're like, oh my gosh, look at this big man. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny to hear somebody else. You know what That's I mean? So funny. And we're I love all, that. we're all a part of that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but all the guys that we hung out with, they're all knuckleheads. Yeah. They're, right. They're, right. They all had like three screws loose in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> What's a typical <laughs> screw that's loose in a knucklehead? A oh uh, common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, even simple things like drinking water, <laughs> <laughs> walking and drinking water at yeah. the same time. Yeah, like, that's enough. That's that's enough. right. <laughs> You're gonna dehydrate. No, I won't. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, so you knew Elon and BB uh, back then. Yes. Okay. And what kind of stuff were you guys getting up to? Ooh. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> Statue of limitation. Tell it. Mm. Tell it like well. I remember this one time, all the <laughs> all the knuckleheads, they left their skateboards like just like randomly out in front of the Pico Youth and Family Center. <laughs> yeah. And us girls, we all took their skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> we, took, we took it down Michigan and up 16th and down yeah, Delaware. Yeah, and yeah. a few days later, they're like, someone stole our board. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're not going to say a damn thing. We kept those skateboards. <laughs> so we would get into things like that, you know, just just walking the streets of Santa Monica, going to the Pico Youth and Family Center, hanging out. Um, and I feel like if the Youth Center wasn't there, like, where would we We'd be? We'd be on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it really was like that, man. Mm -hmm. there, were, there was, they were here, man. Mm -hmm. there, and there were some guys, too. Yeah. There was a group that, they were here, man. 
Yeah. We would have closed this place down. Like, we were like, all right, we got to go. We'd be like, I have to go home. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yep. let's go. Yep. And Yoli would take us home a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. She would drive, she drive us home. home. See, yeah. Yoli, that good karma in your life. Oh, thank you. So, Mary, um, do you have friends that didn't go to the Pico and Youth Center? And do you see where their life went? people that did not go to the youth center but i'm still friends with them well i'm just trying to ask you so you were here and that gave you a chance to meet big lux did you see people who didn't for whatever reason they either wasn't available or they chose not to yeah the other group of girls that we were trying to fight (laughs) wow they weren't allowed yeah they weren't really allowed to go in there and i want to say the majority of them ended up pregnant when they were young or they were just like you know known for other reasons than fighting women you know (laughs) so they had a whole other kind of reputation and i feel like maybe if they did maybe if they had the doors open to them they maybe they wouldn't have like clung like would have clinged to a man or you know felt like they needed to be in the relationship and maybe their life would have been a little different that's interesting what is the problem with clinging to a man you said that and all the women sort of nodded what what is that (laughs) example what does that mean um just going to them for all for all the support that you may need like instead of getting advice from like a elder or like someone a little bit more mature that no, that's been there done that they're mm-hmm. going to go to their boyfriend who is like about their age mm-hmm. who's not going to give them advice that uh come on teenage boy what do they want to do i'm so sorry all they want to do is just bang <laughs> one thing you know they want one yeah thing teenage girls don't want any of that yeah <laughs> uh, i for sure didn't i was <laughs> like no stay away satan why did you know <laughs> why did she you made a cross yeah she did why 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 were you so clear on that at your age Oh, my mom. My mom, her name was is Yolanda, too. But her she, name she is Mary, goddamn. Her name is Mary. Name. Like, she is like Selena Yolanda. Right. Minus the killing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she's right there. But my mom like engraved it into my head that if I had sex before I, got ha- before I ever got married, I was going to go straight to hell. Yeah. And I, she told me that. I want to say maybe I was like three, four oh years old. And she told me that. So I thought that my entire life. And then I got a little older. I fell in love and... And you went to hell. Yeah, and then I went to hell. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Right Still there. She <laughs> named her after a virgin, for Christ's sake, bro. All right, so lady number four with the glamorous glasses, right? Yes. I wish they could see the pie. Angie. <laughs> they're oh, butter- they're going to. You're on camera. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. butterfly. They're oh, butter- this is all being filmed. There's a camera right there. There's, There's a there. camera, camera there. Right. Nice. Beware of going in. Oh, my God. Wait. This is a real show. Hey. This, ain't no, yeah. this, ain't no, this ain't no following the Kim yeah. Kardashians. Yeah. Or whatever that shit is, all right? So, um, so you're wearing uh, what look like uh, butterfly glasses. I believe they are given to you by Elton John. And BB, before we go too much further, more of Mariah Carey. I'm sorry. Sure. Right. And, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, my I little... like what's going on with your fingernails. You got a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is going on? There? I can't see from over here. I'm an old man. A little eye. Okay. 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 I was just noticing she got a lot going on with the fingernails. Like right. Okay. So Angie, uh, do you recall? Um, sort of your first impressions or, or your experience in meeting Big Lux? Yeah, I'll go with Yolanda. I, I thought you were handsome, for oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> Finally like, some oh, honesty in this place. Girl. Right, come, come on. on. I'm going to keep right. it real. Right. Um, I mean, I looked up to gangsters when I was that young. Yeah. So I'm going to be real about that. Um, yep. Tattoos are really impressive for me. Right. Yeah, the confidence. Yeah. Who you were connected with was really, really impressive, considering like who we were 
who we were hanging out with. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this okay. is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what what was it? Was there anything actually surprising that you experienced or learned from Big Lux that you might not think that you would learn from somebody that appeared the way Big Lux appeared? I would say his consistency to yeah. keep showing up with us week after week and just impressing us with his time and attention, his curiosity to get to know us, um, and just the gifts he gave us. He was just so giving. Mm-hmm. And that was really beautiful to feel that from, from, a, ma- from a male in our life. From a that man. wasn't like a father figure. Yeah. Oh, right. Thank you. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's not gloss over I'm this. Just <laughs> big Lux. Big Lux. Uh-huh. And you're a tower of strength. We all know that. <laughs> ah, See, this that. is why he's my partner, really. Right? All right. But yes, um, you're hearing these women talk about how you made an impact on their lives. Yes. How does it feel? I mean, I didn't know at the time, but it feels fantastic. I mean, this is the reason I want to have the show. I wanted to get a perspective today. I have many thoughts of like what what happened and what we did and different things. But I always think to myself, um, you know, at times, I wonder what's going on. You know, I wonder what's going on with Bibiana or you know what happened to Mary. What you doing? You know. So to have them back on, I wanted to hear that. But then some of the things that they're saying. Um, they're reminding me of things maybe I don't even remember, or they're, you know, they're letting me know things that I was maybe not sure of, or I wanted, you know. So hearing this stuff is 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 interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. I like it. But how does the the person Big Lux feel when he hears women saying like, you know, his consistency? Something I uh, yeah. Well, my ears perked up because there's a lot of people on this planet that would. Put a I N before that consistency, because I've been inconsistent in in a lot of areas in my life. So um, it, it says it reminds me that I can be consistent when something's important. That's what well, that's what I hear. You know, like with this show, we're consistent. Well, I man, that's for real. And I also feel like I know how to be consistent. That's what that reminds me that I know how to be consistent, man, with a lot of things in business and. You know, you know what? And now we have these ladies here and, and I think ladies should hear this. But now that we're talking about this, do you find that it's hard for you to accept these compliments? No, not. No, not from these ladies. I Because with something like this, I don't feel like it was like some like some bullshit. Like whatever they're telling me, it was because I sh- I was there and we formed a friendship and it was over consistency and time. So I don't. I'm not unclear on what they're telling me. I know it's not a lie. I know it's not made up. That really happened. We were really there. These exchanges really happened. So it's not hard for me. It's hard for me to accept sometimes when people compliment me on some shit that's like it was just kind of it kind of fell down that way. I didn't do anything for it, you know. So mm-hmm. no, it doesn't. Yeah, I get a little bit shy. I start calling me handsome over and over. Why does that make you shy when it's... And the other thing was when I was going in there, all I was doing was going in there. I wasn't trying to go in there and seem cool. I wasn't trying to go in there and flat. I was going in there to just kind of share with them and and, uh, show them how big the world was and what's possible or um, hopefully that maybe in their lives um, they'll 
look back and see the value of taking time. I wanted to show them that you can be cool and have it going on and still show up in your community. Did your daughter Sophia meet them? Of course, yes. man. My you daughter got, and my son. I remember meeting your dog, her little puppy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. She went camping with us. She went yeah. camping. Yeah. She was so tiny. She was yeah. so cute. Yeah, she remembers too. My yeah. son passed through and, and he knew. And I was saying that to Schwartz out there. Like, my kids knew that. They knew that I was here. They understood what was going on, that I came here after school. And, you know. What did you guys think of. Vincent Luciano was he um, personable? Was he handsome? Because he's a handsome dude. He was right a now. lot younger. He was a lot younger than he was several he... grades younger than them, right? Uh -huh. He's the younger one. No, no, no. Sophia's the baby. Sophia's the younger. I didn't really hang out with. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, different. I think he came probably just uh, uh, once or twice, but it was probably during the day before mm -hmm. school let out. Because mm -hmm. he's a lady killer now. And I think oh, it. But I think that was. Yeah, see Yolanda's saying it in her face. She she's got a face of like shot, like she saw the beard of God. She's like, oh, he was a handsome young man. I think I think I've seen pictures of him. My son was in junior high though when I was doing this. I don't even think he was in high school was, yet. Is he Eric's age? Is he twenty nine? He's twenty nine. Yeah, because he hung out with Eric. He just turned twenty nine. They actually, the, the kids the came to my house one time. Remember, I babysat. Right. So they were, they were. So they, they were, hung out with my son. Right. right. It was her son. So Who's different 20, age group. Twenty six now. Yeah. Different age group. Um, so now, ladies, what I'd like to do is I'd like to turn it over to a man uh, who's part machine cyborg, an mm -hmm. android, old blue eyes. He loves it when I put the spotlight on him. Yeah. He can't wait to talk and share his feelings. So why are you shaking? Listen. This is a serious, <laughs> like the second show, you're like, yeah, I'll call on Sean. And, and, and ladies, I just want you to notice that there's a microphone. I'm in front. busy enough with the with the faders, man. Listen, you got a microphone in front of you. Okay. All right. What do you want to know? Okay. Ask your question. Please, if I could. Go for it. Let me. Come on. All right. Let's go. Here we go. All right. You're kind of removed from the entire situation and you're yeah. seeing this happen in real time in front of you and you know Big Lux the way you know him up to this point. What are your observations? What are you seeing? Boy, I love it when I see <laughs> Lux blush. Yeah. yeah oh, it's so good. Look at him. He's pinching his chin. Oh, covering his eyes. Oh, it's like a different, a different version of Lux. Yeah. Oh, mm. stop it. Oh. <laughs> stop it some more. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, oh thank you. I really thank wasn't you. like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, please, stop it some more. You know what? I didn't know that you mentored kids. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So, and hearing this, that, that they have a positive experience of you, and you know what? I've, I've never, I mean, not that I would be in a position to be mentoring anybody. Yeah. But Why not? But how you have a son how selfless is that to yeah. give up your time and then come in and and uh and you know have the heart and the energy to put forward and dedicate some time to people and they said he was consistent right mm -hmm. and man that's so key bro it is so key to display that <clears throat> to other people because <laughs> consistency ooh, that's a lost art it's a fucking lost art I'm some that I agree upon. Some people say that art was never yeah. learned by a huge segment of the population. Fucking <laughs> hey, bro. Um, you know, I want to say something. I want to give a shout out to not only Oscar, but I also want to give a shout out to Yolanda because I had worked with men, 
and some women. Hi, Mike. Nice to see you. Michelangelo Photography. Right. I had worked with some men and women, and, and but I hadn't worked with any youth ever. And I remember Oscar, and I don't know if Yolanda was in the room at the same time, but early on, he was like, hey, check this out, man. When you, when you decide to work with youth, one of the most important things that you can do is continue to show up. Like, you can't. These kids will get invested in you, man. Like, if you show and the worst thing is for you to be consistent for a short amount of time and then not start not showing up, man. So you need to be clear before we get really into this. Understand. And I didn't even I didn't even understand that. You see, that's why I'm so lost on some things, you know, but and I just heard him, I was like, wow, and I really made it like extremely important. No matter what, I need to keep showing up. And um I think that uh, maybe I kept that as like the main thing. I mean yeah. So, Can I say something? Yeah. When we were talking about this before the show we were like the most important thing and the thing that stood out was you know that he showed up and we didn't really have a lot of people showing up for us like that especially men you know as yes. women we didn't have like a consistent man showing up for us that's fun life. that's an interesting observation because i actually hear that a lot from women it's like men are just can be just so inconsistent yeah. they can they can they can be and a lot of women feel very you know, I won't say which man in their life or whatever. It might be different for different women, but it seems like a lot of them feel somewhat disappointed. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with you ladies about certain individuals or certain males that you may have wanted to rely on? And you go, man, that was disappointing. I thought. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll tell you something. On, I'll tell you something, though, man. I will say is that I also and later on realized I like. Do, I like treating my daughter. I treat my daughter as a lady, right? Yeah. And I like to give my daughter things and gifts and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I'm the guy that can give my daughter something and doesn't expect to get in her pants or want something right. from her. Right. I'm completely able to give it to her and she knows it's coming and there's nothing attached to it, right? And I felt that in ways here. Mm. I, I was able to give these girls something and not want something from them. Right. And as a... A woman, a young lady, and you're starting to turn into a woman. Yep. There's a lot of males around. Yeah. And they are like fucking. Sh I hate to say it, man, but sometimes they're like fucking sharks. Right. And I felt like, eh, they should be able to receive something with a man not wanting something in return from them. And I felt like I wanted to exercise that sometimes with them. I think you're preaching to the choir because I think these ladies know probably better than anybody yeah. else that a lot of guys that come through got an ulterior motive. Oh yeah. I mean, you hear that? Oh yeah, Mr. And Mrs. Earbuds. That was like, and not be a, and not be a fucking like a, uh, and not have. I don't know, man. You can't. <sighs> no, it's true. I did, I grew up like with my dad not being around. Mm -hmm. I had a stepdad, but he was like the quiet man on the couch. Yeah. That mm -hmm. same with my dad. Yeah, yeah, couldn't say anything. Just leave. Mm -hmm. Left me I'm alone. I'm tired from so. work. So it was I nice to see someone there for. It. Think Show about that. What she just said. You're gonna marry. You're gonna get marry a woman. Come into her life with a kid, but you're going to choose to be the silent guy on the couch. Yeah, I think about that. I'm not trying to down or put anything, yeah, but I'm just no, saying, like, that I sounds crazy to me that you're going to marry real. somebody I, with a child and not be prepared to, like, yeah. I'm going to say this. Step up. This is what I'm going to say, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on it. Sure. I'm going to say that we have a system that's been set up to wear people out at work, mm -hmm. 
and to allow people to escape yeah. their other responsibilities yeah. to their families speak on that you by mind. going to work and it's almost as if the culture is permeated with a concept that so long as you come in and donate your time to the company, you're forgiven for drinking at home and not being there for your kids. Can you guys speak to that at all? Does that resonate? What do you think? I mean, absolutely. I'm thinking just like how capitalism really breeds on a lot of, especially immigrant families. Mm -hmm. Like my family migrated from El Salvador and I was definitely someone who benefited from a space like Pico Youth and Family Center because they didn't have time to pick me up right mm -hmm. after school. I didn't have nowhere to go. Definitely exhaustion, fatigue, mm -hmm. depression, yep. things that sure. they don't know how to trauma. name it. Yep. So much trauma in their migration story. Mm. Um, El Salvador, right? They yeah, migrated right. here from a civil war, right? Which is still something they're making sense of now, right? right. And processing out, you know. And I'm still trying to like get pieces from them yeah. and trying to like make sense of it, sense of it now that I'm a mental health therapist. Yeah. But all of that is trickled down, right? So yeah. as a child, mm -hmm. I did, they didn't know how to relate. They didn't know how to give me time, yeah. be curious about but they my, hadn't even gotten over it yeah. for themselves. They didn't receive it themselves either. And, 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 so they have no idea where to begin. No modeling, right. no understanding oh. to do that. And, and, right. let's, and let's really be clear because uh, my wife is first mm -hmm. generation yep. Guatemalan. Okay, so her mom is from the old country. And was and came here and was cleaning houses, right? And till she yeah, yes. same. Yep. My mom too. Okay. But but I want to say this, and I think this is a piece that's kind of missed a little bit, and that is the countries that people come from are still capitalist western countries. So even in the old country, there's not any tools. You have wealthy that are, you know, taking advantage of the right, impoverished. Right, and right. so they're leaving that situation, which is just worse than the situation that's in the United States, perhaps. And so, like you said, there's no there's no tools. There's no language. The, it, my experience of the Latin culture has been that work is all pervasive. Mm -hmm. Like that is the most important thing. They're going to work. Yeah. We well, have they need to, to survive. They have to work. There's no options. Yeah. Right. And the reason why they have to work and have to survive is because colonialism right. set up structures. Yep. So it doesn't matter what country you're brown. in. It's about, it's about how brown you are. You're going to work. Right. And in order to survive, right, that takes precedence over other areas of development in the experience of being a human. Yes, man. They set up like that. Yes. And then they, and so, so it can be very difficult because I'm kind of asking you now that you are uh, educated in the field of mental health. Yeah. How hard is it to try to talk to somebody from the, the immigrant experience and try to get them to connect with, you know, hey, maybe you're feeling down or depressed or maybe there's this or maybe there's that. And they're like, I'm not crazy. Like they, they, there's no language for them to accept that. I can talk about these quote-unquote negative feelings without it coming off as I'm weak. What's your experience with that? Well, definitely part of my job is destigmatizing and really finding... Because also in Spanish, it's a different way to even talk about mental health. It's How different. so? Right. You have right. to use their the language. Right? It's, the culture, it's not even in the culture, really. It's not even in it. We're still figuring out as professionals, like, okay, how do we translate in the same way they would understand it? And also translates to how we know it as a profession. Right. Um, oh, man, I didn't even think of that. It's, 
it's difficult still mm-hmm. but i think there's more talk about it definitely more uh, education about it yeah. we're trying to destigmatize it um trying to make connections right i i focus on the behavior like what and i find opportunities to always just kind of name it like for my dad some mm-hmm. sometimes he had covid in 2020 he was <laughs> hospitalized that was a traumatic experience for him for him to think that it wasn't traumatic is so interesting to me. <laughs> oh, he can't but accept I'm like, it. Do you know right, that right, right, right. that's traumatic that you were almost gonna die, and so <laughs> listen, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I have in-laws. All right, I get that because I'm still married, and I gotta make sure I do this the right way <laughs> right, so that right. I can sleep at night. <laughs> I have in-laws who clearly got sick with COVID, mm-hmm. didn't go to the hospital, but were down for the count. Right, in a way that I've never seen before. Right. Then later in conversation, they're like, oh, I wasn't sick. What do you mean? I go, I've never seen you in bed for like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, no, I, I have, he- it was a headache. Yeah. That was all it was. And there's a refusal yeah. to admit. And they go to work. Yeah. Sick. Well, it's they just need to bounce back because that's part of the culture too. They don't have opportunity to just have sick days, mm-hmm. downtime. My dad's like, oh, I already forgot about it. I was like, how the fuck are you going to forget about that? You were in a hospital. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, let's oh just continue God. talking about it because this is really big piece of your life journey. <laughs> I'm seeing and you know, tell me if I'm crazy, Angie, but I am seeing a sitcom or a series <laughs> about a educated Latinx or however you want to do it, right? <laughs> daughter who is trying to uh, help, you know, relatives uh, and bridge, right, that translation. And I'm definitely seeing that they're on some levels that could be very dramatic. Emotional elements and some humorous ones and where you're like, look, that's not that. That's this. Do you have any examples where you're like, dad, listen, (laughs) do you have an example that's funny or one that's poignant that you could say like, yeah, I tried to explain, you know, what veganism was. And he was like, what? You know, I'm trying to think. Um with my dad yeah my dad's or a funny one <laughs> i was vegan did he for... understand that yeah you know <laughs> what did he see, say what did he say he didn't even see my dad wasn't was like the dad on the couch too very yeah. absent oh, emotionally right yeah. i feel very not emotionally available yeah. so mm-hmm. um if anything i don't know if it's funny i think it's sad <laughs> right a lot of my stories are much more yeah. sad than i but i mean that's you know, we could think about resilience as well within trauma, right? And I think our families are extremely resilient. Yeah. To the point, though, it's a fine line. Sometimes, like, are you just forgetting so you just won't feel yeah. and mm-hmm. numbing the pain, numbing the memories? Or are you really, you know, just trying to move forward with your life? You know, it's a hard line. And so many of us, pain is really hard to sit with. Yeah. Our relationship to pain is pretty challenging to sit with so i know it's going to take a long time for a lot of our families to make sense of trauma especially right now because we're collectively traumatized right and so just and maybe that maybe you ladies can talk a little bit about this so there was some marginalization that went on in the high school by the way people made assumptions and and decided they're going to pigeonhole you in certain categories here we are 2021 Right, we almost have self-driving cars, and we got Bitcoin floating all around. Yep, and we just went through what might have been maybe the most racist 
The most 2022. Sean just informed me that I'm a year off. It's 2022. Thank you. All right. And uh, what do you guys make of the state of affairs when somebody like Trump can come out on a platform of we got to stop Mexico from ruining our country? Oh, God. Seriously, what were you guys going through as young people? What were you thinking about? Mary, I, I see you thinking. I'm trying to, you know, it's just when he started saying all his, you know, racial slander and people started agreeing with him and they started acting on um, acting on it when they're like out in the streets, out in the stores. I think people just felt like it was okay to say mm-hmm. what they were thinking already. Mm-hmm. I feel like racism never left. It's just people mm-hmm. just got better at hiding it. Yep. Right. And I, Trump made it okay, quote like I'm doing air quotes, okay for um, anyone who is not okay with immigration mm-hmm. to come out and say something or just like white supremacists. He made them mm-hmm. feel like they had a voice. Mm-hmm. He gave them the green light. Mm-hmm. Yep. He set the example. Be racist. It's interesting because you guys were dealing with this kind of thing in high school, and now mm-hmm. here we are in the in the in the quote unquote real world, and it's back again at a national level. Like you said, I, it never really left, but he's trying to normalize that kind of talk at the public level of discourse, which seemed to be, I think, um, and you know, I found that there were some people, I'll just say for me, of color that I knew. That backed Trump. Do you guys? Did you guys ever encounter anybody where you're like, "How can you be a Trump yes. supporter?" Bibi, <laughs> you said it in such a way where you were like, "Oh man, what, what? Do you have an experience with that, or what are you thinking about when you shake your head and just look crazy?" I just know one of our friends, like our pretty close friends, their dad. Like nobody would even ask him. And he'd be like, I'm <laughs> voting for Trump. And- he never told it to me. He told it to my dad, and then my dad told me. I'll tell you guys later who the person. <laughs> do. I don't know if you guys know. And I'm just like, how ignorant are you? Like, do you know that if he doesn't care about you, he doesn't care about anyone who's of color. Like, it's just, I don't understand it. And sometimes I don't even want to go there. Like, to me, like, I avoid stressful situations and stress. And I'm like, why are we even talking about this? There's no point. Like, I don't know. It's just. I would say for Latinos, at least for my experience with, like, family members, it's not so much him in itself, but I know, like, church and religion is a huge piece of the conservative Mm -hmm. voting republican abortion abortion is a big topic that's the only reason why they support exactly they hone in on certain aspects and that's like they'll that's what they commit to they anchor themselves to that and they run with it right well so listen there's one guy that does care about you but that is Big Lux. <laughs> yes, it is. He is in the room. I'm trying to get him to run for president. Run for president. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, 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 as you say that, I'm just putting a quick little post up of you, Chumon. A great picture of you. I got Thank some you. great pictures of these women. Thank you. And, uh, Man. Uh, and I also want to say Big Lux mentored me when I was an out of shape guy who needed to get off the booze. Big Lux was there. Nice. That's true. Yeah. And then he he stayed off the booze for how long? Uh, 19 years. 19 years so far. And going. I know. I'm like, are you still mentally? Yeah. Yeah. You're off booze, dude? I'm I'm working. I want to say I've cut it down by like 95%. (laughs) I'm not getting Listen, you give Chumon a call. He could, could, hey, he could help you. I could help you, Mary. I can tell you. uh, It's not easy. Listen. Quit like a woman. <laughs> yeah, I want the one like that says woman. quit like a man. No, 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 no. no. Listen, let me tell you something. 
uh, like a woman. Mary, uh, when I hear somebody say I'm trying to cut down, mm. that's a red flag where I'm like, oh, there's an issue yeah, over yeah, there. There's yeah. no. I'm trying to cut it out. <laughs> right, but yeah, but but, but you're I'm just currently cutting down. Yeah, right. This has got to be one of one of my favorite ever Aww. top one or two shows right. I've ever done on Hard Luck oh, Show. I, I have to and say that. And we've done like, 278 now. Wow. I mean, I, I am just. I'm just so happy that you ladies are engaged in life. Right. You know, like, um, that you are doing for yourselves, that you're not waiting around for somebody to come do something for you. Um, that you guys aren't fucking in trouble today. That you're not in some somewhere Married. alone. <laughs> you know, alone, um, suffering. And there's a lot of people out there that are alone, that are suffering, that don't have a home that don't have clothes mm -hmm. and um to know that you guys are all self-sufficient and and showing up for your lives and and that a lot of you are giving back into the world man handing it down passing it forward your community matters that you guys matter to each other enough to still i'm I, that's consistency mm -hmm. that i'm impressed with all of you showing up today as a unit i'm just blown away I just want to continue to uh, maybe do a better job at fostering this relationship that we have uh, and be more consistent in that. And Yolanda, I mean, it's it's always great to see you and uh, and you're just, you're amazing. You always have been. Um, and so I'm just, thank you, ladies. Thank you for making the time, each and every one of you today, to come down here. Huh? Well, I just want to give you a shout out because... I think you made it easy. You made our jobs easy. You made it easy to, you just stepped in and you you took it and you worked with it and you did a great job at it. And look at these girls. I wanna awesome. just say like, I think you bringing us together, like we already made a decision that we are going to continue this bond. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just very proud of them, and I'm not going to get too. emotional. Please do. Please. I will cry. No, because you, I don't think, I don't think they understand the impact that they have done in my life. Like mm -hmm. speaking mm -hmm. as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, I I made it a point to know their parents. Mm -hmm. Like I met all of their parents back when I was with them, mm -hmm. because I needed them to know that they're in a safe place. But what I wanted to say is I think I needed you girls mm -hmm. more than you needed me. And it was, I felt like I, I didn't have that type of, um, uh, female, uh, I mean, I have a great mom, a very supportive mom, but I didn't feel like I had that type of support that I knew I could give to them mm. and look at them now. Right. Look at them today. And let me say, you guys, to, to just follow up on her, yes, I did play a part in these ladies' lives. Yes, I got to contribute. But it was somebody like Yolanda, you know, that is really plays a big role and responsible in helping these women because she was there before I came aboard and after I was. She's She saw this and started building this unity with these ladies before I ever showed up. Right. And uh, I think this is a real testimony to you. I think partly we wanted to do the show, partly so that you could have this experience as well. Mm -hmm. This is a, was a space for you, too, to see what happened. Yeah, you know? and, it, and it just fell into place. Like, yeah. 
I would have never known 17, 18, 19 years ago. This is how long right, it's been. That we'd be. That uh, I would be n- knowing them as grown women mm. and being so proud of them. Yeah. Because the reports we got from the school yeah. were very, very different. <laughs> Who was in continuation? Was somebody in continuation I was school? Olympic High, yeah. I was just there for one semester. One semester and you got together. back. I came you right back. back. Well, so. And everybody here graduated? Oh, yeah. Everybody graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this is what I will say. Uh, that, number one, is an honor to meet the people that you mentored, Big Lux. I love to hear the back and forth and the experience. And Yolanda, of course, it's an honor for you uh, to come on this show and for me to get to meet you. And I would also invite you girls back, ladies back, um, to talk about other topics and other yes, things. Please. because. Our show is saturated with male point of view. Yep. And we'd be happy to have. Happy. Oh, we. Yeah. Happy. Oh, Yolanda. Just we was would like, be oh. happy to have. Uh, yeah. So if you guys want to um, come back or may even make it maybe a regular check in to come in and say, yeah. this is what the state of the world is from our perspective. Right. You could do a show kind of like the brown version of the of the view. Right? <laughs> this is your version. Your name is something else. You guys come on. Oh, you guys got a lot of yeah. La Vista. La Vista. La Vista. La Vista. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so listen, this is a platform. This is a platform. We want our own podcast. Yes. Yes. Just come yes. right in. Come here. Come here. We got we'll it all help set up. You. I'll you donate uh oh blue eyes. Yes. I yeah. <laughs> we'll donate, we'll throw blue eyes on it. Yeah, he's on it. So um and also I want one year free production from Right? One year free producer. Wow. You know I'm what? You guys, sure about that. anybody right here seen Yellow Jackets? Mm-hmm. Anybody yes, watch Yellow Jackets? I just Jackets? binged just last night. I love that show. I love Not it. Yellowstone? No, no, no. Oh, Yellow, Yellow Jackets. Jackets. Yellowstone. It's, okay. You know how it is? Fuck when, that. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that, but because I'm Indian and there's some Indian stuff involved in it, people are like, you should see that. And then I'm like, I'm not going to see that now. But Yellow Jackets, one about a soccer team, girls in the in the in the in the forest, I'll watch that. Fantastic. All right. So we can maybe have you guys back called Brown Jackets, right? The podcast, Brown Jackets. Brown, jackets. Brown and Proud. All right, Brown. thank you. That's. I think I've said everything. Ali uh, just texted me and he said, if any of you ladies steal his skateboard, you better run. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to my son who is in Dallas. His name yeah. is Daniel and he's Daddy. the, the Probably your biggest fan. Oh, Daniel, oh. shout out right now. Yolanda is going to give me all the info, and we're going to get you out a little Supermax pack. Right. Coming Sorry about me. the Cowboys, Daniel, but okay. Oh, no, he's, he's a Raider fan. All right. Hey, so like we do about this time, <laughs> right. it's Hasta La Vista from The Hard Luck Show.